We are excited to have our friend Doreen Virtue back with us today. Hello and welcome, Doreen. Hello, David. It's great to be with you. Oh, thank you, Doreen. We're specifically going to be talking about A Course in Miracles today. But before we get into questions about this, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, um, as you said, my name is Doreen Virtue. And before Jesus amazingly saved me, I was a top-selling New Age author. And I was... Um, I was completely spiritually blind and deceived. I thought I was a Christian. I thought I was following Jesus. And I thought I could blend new age with Christianity. And I was just completely um, being led to the road to hell. And I, I wrote at that time, I think about 70 books and card decks, and they were in 38 languages. And I was on lots and lots of TV shows around the world. And I thought I was doing God's work because people told me that it was helping them. I had no idea till I finally read the Bible that what I was doing was not only the practices, but me were called detestable abominations to God, that I was doing the opposite of pleasing God. I was incurring his wrath. And I was, um, I was teaching people, including my own children, tragically wrongly. So I repented and left the new age and gave my life to God. And I spend every day now um, just warning people about new age deception. Yeah. Well, let, let's look at a little, a bit, a little bit more specifically at your testimony, Doreen, because it's so encouraging. Uh, how and when did you become a Christian? How did you hear the gospel for the first time? Take us back to that moment. Oh, oh, I heard, I've been hearing the gospel. It turned out I, when I was first saved, I thought I'd never had heard it, but when I just really started to remember because I thought I was a Christian, I, I thought of myself as a student of world religions. And so I was, um, I would read and listen to people from all different faiths. And I thought, I thought like the coexist bumper sticker that all paths led to God and that uh, we were just using different words. I thought that Allah and Buddha and Nirvana and God, as Christians understand it, it was, we were all talking about the same thing. So I listened to Christian radio as long as I can remember. I was really into Chuck Smith and Calvary radio in the 90s. And, and then I would listen to Alistair Begg as often as I could. Um, but nothing was convicting me because my heart was so hard and I was prideful and narcissistic. I thought I had the answers. But one day in 2015, an Alistair Begg sermon got to me the holy spirit used it to convict me because he was talking about second timothy 4 um the in the end times people will want their itching ears tickled with false teachings and he described a false teacher and it was like he was completely describing me um and so it completely convicted me for the first time so i that i heard that in my car and when i got home i said to michael you know i think we really need to go to church and not a new age church like we've been going to you know, unity and Christian science and religious science, none of that. We need to go to a, like a real church, a regular church. I knew enough, but I didn't know denominations. So we just flopped around like a fish out of water trying to find a solid church. And we had no bearing, you know, we started in Pentecostal and we were in Seventh-day Adventist. And, and then we, we finally landed in an Episcopal church, which was super liberal, loveliest people I've ever met, just absolutely hospitable with a capital H. But what they were practicing and teaching was kind of a blend of new age and Christianity. So we fit right in. 
Um, but the good thing was we were studying the Bible on our own, my husband and I. And when I got to Deuteronomy 18, which listed all the things I was doing in the new age, the divination, oracle cards, mediumship, um, interpreting signs and omens, uh, all those things made me a detestable abomination to God. And I was just floored, David. I mean, I, 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 that's probably as shocked as I've ever been in my whole life. I was shook to my core. Like I said, I thought I was doing God's work. And so I just, I fell, I got on my knees and I just, I was crying my eyes out and saying to God, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Of course, I, I, I did know because I'd heard the gospel. So I would have been culpable. Um, but in his grace and mercy, God gave me a chance and he revealed the gospel to me. And then I knew Jesus was the son of God who really did die for our sins, including my sins in the new age. And that um, the new age is, is not what we think it is. It's, it's the doctrine of demons. Yeah. So how did you exactly first come into contact with A Course in Miracles? And what is it exactly, Doreen? It's interesting. I had heard about it because at that time it was in the 1990s. And Marion Williamson, who I later ended up touring with for about 20 years, but I didn't know her at the time. She had written a book called A Return to Love. And she was on Oprah and my mom had bought that book and she had started to get into a course in miracles uh, study groups. And my mom gave me a copy of a return to love by Marion Williamson and encouraged me to study a course in miracles. And I actually, this was back when I was having paranormal experiences all the time. And I heard a voice one day and it sounds so stupid. I don't hear voices anymore. I don't have paranormal anymore. But back then, because I was so demonically oppressed, I heard a voice and it said, quit drinking and get into A Course in Miracles. I know it sounds super, super strange, but I thought because quit drinking was good advice. I was drinking wine every night at that time um, and I did stop drinking. And, and I thought that because quit drinking was good advice that A Course in Miracles must be good too. So I I found out that I thought A Course in Miracles was like a class you take, but it's it was actually a channeled book um, from the 1960s by a woman who is a psychiatrist in Cornell named Helen Shookman and her associate, Bill Thetford. And Helen and, and Bill had been having a lot of problems at work. And one day in exasperation, Helen, who by the way, was raised also sort of in Christian science and Judaism and atheism, kind of a weird blend. Uh, so she was not Christian. And so she, one day she kind of put up her hands and said, there has to be a better way with all this stuff at work. And she heard a voice and the voice said, this is a course in miracles, write this down. And she kept hearing the voice, this is a course in miracles. So she said to her coworker, Bill, what should I do? And he said, I think you should write it down. So over several years, this voice dictated to her, a Course in Miracles. He never actually called himself Jesus, but she just assumed it was, and it was popularized that it was the voice of Jesus, it kind of explaining what he really meant, that the Bible got wrong. So that just fit right into my suspicion at that time with the Bible. And A Course in Miracles is actually called the New Age Bible for that reason. The original text, which was what I studied, is called the Ur text, U-R-T-E-X-T. -E and it's thousands of pages pages long i mean i i had printed it out on my printer because someone had given me a, a floppy disk this is how long ago it was yeah. and it was like this big and 
And it just seemed like the truth, but it was the typical mixing truth and lies that the devil does. So it would tell you that the key to happiness is forgiveness, that if we just forgive ourselves and everyone else and God, that then, then we would achieve what they called atonement. And atonement, they use all kinds of Christian terms, um, but it's the gospel on its ears. So I read the Ur text um, and took a few classes, but it was really self-study. And the book is three parts. The first part is called the the um, workbook for students. And uh, the, there's a oh, text and then a workbook for students and a manual for teachers. And so the text is just this channeling. And in the Ur text, you see Helen Schickman's handwritten notes in the side and you see extra words where she and Bill were having kind of a, an odd relationship. I'll put it that way. And, and some psychoanalytic terms, because I have a background in, you know, BA and MA in psychology. I thought it was interesting. The second part of A Course in Miracles book is a workbook for students. It's 365 daily meditations and tasks that they call a, um, a spiritual psychotherapy. It's designed to rewire how you think. And it starts off with you think, looking around the room and saying, I'm one with this chair. I'm one with this wall. I'm one with this artwork. And so it's really that whole um, Eastern, you know, non-dualistic um, pantheism yeah. worldview. And then the third part of Course in Miracles is a manual for teacher. And boy, is that a ego stroking book. <laughs> it just, it says in there, and I just was hooked like a fish. It says how many, I think they call them light workers. How many light workers does, or how many teachers, that's right, Course in Miracles teachers, how many teachers does it take to save the world? And it says just one, but he must have his mind completely aligned with the Course in Miracles. And I thought, that's me. That's me. I want to save the world. And so I've met so many ex-Course in Miracles people since then who got hooked on that one line. Um, because in the New Age and in progressive Christianity, you're taught that it's up to us to save the world when Jesus is our savior and we're not supposed to save the world. I mean, revelation shows things are and and the, the all of it discourse, things are going to get worse before Jesus return. So I was, you know, that is the narcissism of new age. I thought I was there going to save the whole world. And that's just insanity. And I repent for it. And if I influenced anyone who's watching, I'm so sorry. Is it true that she actually spent the last few months of her life trying to get the book off of Sal, telling people that it was false? Um, there is a story that on her deathbed, she renounced A Course in Miracles. I have hunted and searched for a proof of that, and I have not found it. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. This is my opinion. This is not based on research, um, because the book will make you go crazy. And and what it's what I've heard is that she kind of, and, and her you know, her in days, she kind of lost it a bit. And uh, people who were eyewitnesses to her on the bed thought said that have reported that she wasn't, um, you know, the same Helen, she kind of lost yeah. it. And I, I pray that she did renounce it. I pray she repented. I pray that she's in heaven. Um, but the Course of Miracles, as she taught is a false Jesus, um, that the Course of Miracles, if you put it side by side with the Bible, it's the opposite. It teaches that uh, the crucifixion was just a, a, a kind of a myth, a belief, and that the only devil that is out there is the human ego. And the whole way of salvation is self-help. 
that if you'll just train your mind to forgive everybody, that you will have at one month, they call it atonement at one month, which is the course term for salvation. I've met people before that think that it's possible to hold on to an authentic, genuine Christian belief, whilst also affirming that a course in miracles is true. What are your thoughts on that, Doreen? Well, if you read the Bible, which is the basis of our faith, which is God's word that's sufficient, that's God-breathed, that's inerrant, without error, there's no way you could hold on to both. That would be, they're polar opposites. They're oxymorons. So, They just, they're basically oil and water that can never blend. You could try to shake them together like oil and water, but they'll separate. Um, The Course in Miracles is basically an exercise in glorifying yourself, where Christianity, as you know, our whole purpose is to glorify God, glorify God and enjoy him forever. So there's no way that they can be, you know, you, you, you just can't blend the two at all. I thought you could because I had never read the whole Bible. I had read enough of the Bible that I was uh, arrogant and cocky. And I thought that I, I would even tell people I've read the whole Bible just because I'd read bits from the whole Bible. You know, I could quote parts of the Bible when I was a new age teacher, but I didn't know biblical theology. I didn't know that from Genesis 3.15 to Revelation, we're seeing the arc of God's plan of redemption after the fall. And that it's all about Jesus in the Old Testament leading to um, the end time, which, of course, we're still waiting for Jesus' return, Maranatha. Yeah. How did the Lord begin to reveal that you were being deceived by a course in miracles, Doreen? Can you remember specifically what actually happened? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Somehow the Lord led me to a book by a dear brother in Christ named Warren B. Smith. And his book is called The Light That Is Dark. And you can get it as an instant download. Um, yeah, that's what I did. I, I got it as an ebook, and I I stayed up all night reading it. I could not put it down. And it was Warren's story of being a New Ager. He was more into the Eastern and martial arts and such. You know, I was more into um, fairies and angels and mermaids and kind of the fantasy side of New Age. New Age has denominations, almost you know, different types of New Age. Anyway, so he it was his it's. The Light That Is Dark is is Warren's autobiography of how he was a Course in Miracles teacher. He had uh, classes. In fact, my mother's classes were from some of Warren's associates because they lived in the same area in California as Wild. Mm -hmm. And so that really brought the story home. And it, it talks about how Warren's wife, Joy, she was saved first. And she started to try to show him, look, here's what the Bible says compared to what A Course in Miracles says. And at first, of course, like all of us, he was defensive. He didn't want to hear it. But then God um, pierced his heart and showed him the two side by side. And now he he writes about it in blogs and on his website, and he's got some videos out. And uh, I'm just so grateful to Warren. In fact, one of the things I just want to give him uh, so much gratitude for was my mother passed uh, two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. And right before she passed, Warren called her. He called me and he shared the gospel with my mother probably a week before she died. And it was so gracious of him. Now, my mother, of course, is a dyed in the wool New Ager, said, Oh, that's too negative. I don't want to hear him. He's too negative. And he's such a lovely, loving man. And he's so gentle and, and gracious. And 
And the gospel, of course, has the bad news that we're all sinners and we're all under God's wrath. But then it gives you the good news. And the good news is that Jesus is the only sinless man who is fully God, fully man, who walked on this earth, was qualified to die in our place and take the wrath that we all deserve and then imputed his righteousness to us. And so my my mom didn't even get that far because she shut down when when Warren was talking about us all being sinners. And and all I can do is pray that my mom, you know, that the, the Holy Spirit used uh, the gospel, which my brother and I and my husband had shared with her also, that that he, her eyes had been opened, like Second Corinthians talks about, the veil had been lifted before she died. Only God knows. Yeah, yeah, of course, Doreen. The author of A Course in Miracles claims that she wrote this as a corrective. You touched on that a little bit earlier on, whilst channeling Jesus in a way to correct for supposed errors in scripture. That doesn't sound like the Bible that me and you know, Doreen. Mm-mm. No, the Bible is inerrant. I mean, we go to 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for, and that doesn't mean profitable like you make money off of it. It's profitable, useful for teaching and instruction. And so the Bible has been translated. And in the New Age, it was popular to say that, oh, Constantine took out the lost books or the Roman Catholic Church changed the Bible so that they could control us and take our money and they're part of the Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. And, and so we had all these conspiracy theories about the Bible in the new age. And it, it was just revealed to me supernaturally, really, that it's, it is true. It really is God's word. And no one can change my mind on that. And God's hand has been on the translations. And if you follow apologetics, Uh, leaders, you'll see that the Bible, as we have the current, you know, the the translations like ESV, NASB, certainly those are really uh, almost word for word of the original languages. I love the NASB. That's my favorite because it has italics where it wasn't the actual Hebrew or or Koine Greek. And you can kind of see exactly what the original, I mean, they're not the original manuscripts that the apostles read because we don't have those yet. We might someday. I think they'd be idols if we had those. I think God is keeping them from us because of idolatry. But we have manuscripts going back first, second century, and in so many copies of them that are identical that we can trust them. We can trust them anyway. But for those who need kind of physical proof, there's a lot of tangential proof out there. Yeah. Yeah, it never actually ends well, does it, when people start looking outside of scripture for extra biblical messages from God. Tell us about the risks of this story and how this shows up all the time, especially across the charismatic and Pentecostal denominations today. Well, the Course in Miracles um, is dangerous because it leads you on this. It gives you false comfort in your sins. It basically tells you that you can do whatever you want as long as you forgive people. And that's so I was living large. I mean, I was doing what secularism now teaches. It used to be kind of a new age thing. Follow your heart, follow your bliss, follow your dreams. Uh, you be you, float your own boat. All those sayings, I was following those. I was doing whatever I wanted. And I had a very hedonistic, sinful life up until I was saved at age 59. So, I mean, I was a senior, I'm now 64. So I've been saved five years. And, um, and so I'd had a lot of life to follow the devil unknowingly thinking I was a Christian all those years. So it's dangerous. I mean, to me, David, one of the 
more startling things that Jesus said as recorded by his eyewitnesses was when he said that many people after they've died will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we heal in your name? And Jesus will say, away from you, you worker of inequity. I never knew you. And that's the path I was on because I thought that I was following Jesus. I thought of Jesus like a spirit guide on my shoulder who was guiding me and giving me uh, wishes granted. A lot of people in the new age think that A Course in Miracles paints Jesus that way, kind of this hippie laid back, do whatever you want type of Jesus. As long as you're positive, you're cool. And that's not Jesus. Jesus is loving. I mean, his compassion that's recorded in the gospels is beyond what you ever see in humanity. And in addition to his compassion and his love, he has also said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In John 14, he said that. And so what are his commandments? Well, if you look at the Old Testament and you see uh, the burning bush, for example, um, the voice that gave Moses the Ten Commandments, you can see Jesus, the pre-incarnated Jesus in the Old Testament and giving those laws. And you can see Jesus, of course, in the prologue of John as described as that creation was made by God through Jesus. And so Jesus has always been with us. He, in the Course of Miracles, in the false Christian science I was raised in, in uh, New Age, Jesus is seen as a mortal man who was a good teacher. No, Jesus is God. We are created through the Father God by Jesus. All things were created through Jesus by God and the Holy Spirit. It's three in one, co-equal, co-eternal of our Holy Trinity, three in one God. And it says that all throughout scripture. And it's, it's the most truth that I've ever read in my life. I read it every single day. And A Course in Miracles was just this feel good, you know, you're a good person, they're there, just you be you type of pablum that was leading me to hell. And it's interesting because the urtext that I read was the original writing of Helen Schuchman. And then it was kind of Christianized and homogenized by A Course in Miracles um, Foundation and a man who was uh, kind of kind of going into seminary and he wasn't, he was kind of trying to blend New Age and Catholicism. And he changed a lot of the words in A Course in Miracles for the blue book that we see for sale now. That's not what she originally channeled in If anyone's doing research, I would not even recommend that book, but it's been popularized. And that's the book that Marianne Williamson popularized with her bestseller, A Return to Love. And and that book became popular because she went on Oprah and Oprah loved the book. She loved A Course in Miracles. And she gave away a copy of that book to everyone in her audience, her studio audience. And the next day, basically, A A Return to Love became a New York Times bestselling book. And so in this the Course in Miracles goes back to the 60s, but Marion Williamson really made it popular in the 1990s. And she was a, a quote, pastor. And there's no such thing as a woman pastor, but she was called that in a, uh, a church in, was it Minnesota? I think it was Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then also she did a lot of teaching in New York City, where she's from, and Santa Barbara, where she was living when I knew her. Yeah. You've mentioned this process. Um 
called channeling a couple of times, Doreen. For anyone that isn't familiar with 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 that term, we have seen this become very popular, haven't we, with huge selling books like Jesus Calling. Tell us what these people are actually claiming to be doing and what the dangers are. Yeah, that's what I used to do when I was in the New Age, David. Um, I had, as I said, 70 books and card decks. Unfortunately, some people still sell them. And they now there's bootleggers because you can't get my books and cards. And so there's printers in India and China who are printing them illegally. Anyway, um, so the, the there's different types of channeling. Uh, one is a form of taking dictation where you're consciously aware. And that's what Helen Schuchman was doing. She was hearing a voice and writing it down. That's similar to the process that Another man I used to tour with, Neil Donald Walsh, says that he heard the voice of God and wrote a a series of books called Conversations with God. And his God, which is not our God, not the real God, his God said that there's no such thing as absolute right or wrong and, and promoted relativism, which means that what's right to me might not be right to you. And we can do our own thing as long as we're positive and kind and and just gives license to the flesh, which is sinful. And, and yeah, so th- what I was doing was called trance channeling. And it's similar to uh, Abraham Hicks, who was popularized in The Secret. Esther Hicks, who I used to tour with also, uh, and myself, we would kind of not be aware of our surroundings or the amount of time or ourselves. And we would allow a spirit to come through us. And we thought we were safe because we're doing a prayer of protection. Now, Esther Hicks, as of this moment, has not repented for that. I'm sure praying for her because she's, she is channeling for uh, the secret really popularized her. Um, She's channeling a group of what she calls entities that they call themselves Abraham. And they say, they're not the Abraham, the patriarch, but then they also say, they talk about Sarah who was, of course, the patriarch's wife. And the Abraham entity group teaches people how to get rich, how to think and grow rich. And that's not what the patriarch ever talked about. I mean, he was, God did bless him with a lot of, you know, cattle yeah. and, and, and such. So he was taken care of materially. But this Abraham of late, popularized by Esther Hicks through chan- trans-channeling, is um, is not teaching anything biblical. He's she's yeah. teaching covet covetness and materialisticness and and just you know try to go for your goals all the time. And there's nothing wrong with having um, you know aspirations as long as they are godly and that it's all it's glorifying to God and God will use you according to His will. You've already mentioned that people like Oprah Winfrey promote these books and they become huge, you know, best-selling um, books, uh, Doreen. What advice would you have for any new Christians trying to navigate their way through the minefield, which is the bestseller list on Amazon or even the local Christian bookshop? Oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, the local Christian bookshop, a lot of them have gone out of business, which is probably for the best, because a lot of those books were word of faith, you know, Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, and such and Jesus calling that you mentioned that's another channeled book that is not the real Jesus it seems comforting i mean all these channeled books seem so comforting and the comfort they offer is ego stroking telling you that you're special that god loves you unconditionally you could do no wrong in god's eyes you're god's diamond you know all these things that are unbiblical 
I mean, we know that God is love. The Apostle John emphasized that in his first letter. We know that. But what we don't often hear in these, these apostate books is that there's many attributes of God, and we need to be studying them. And so the attributes of God include his holiness and his justice. And his justice means that he, God has to punish sin. He has, he has to just like a judge in a courtroom has to punish things that are crimes. There's, he, he just, he has absolutely no ability to just let it go. But because of Jesus work on the cross, we, we are forgiven through our faith in Jesus. And that's the, the solution, the Genesis three fifteen solution that God promised in his redemptive plan. A Course in Miracle uh, gives us a good reminder, doesn't it, that Christian words need to be defined. At times it uses exactly the same words as Christians, but with a completely different meaning. Tell us a little bit about that, Doreen. Well, and I was a bad case of that. I was using Christian terms in my workshops, in my audios, my videos, and my books and cards. I was I was known as the angel lady in the new age because I was channeling angels. I thought now I know, of course, second Corinthians 11, 14 and 15 say that, don't you know that Satan masquerades as an angel of light? I didn't then. And the, and the verse 15 said that there's workers of inequity who are working for Satan and who seem to be workers of righteousness. And that was me. That's who I was. I seemed to be someone who was loving and caring. And I thought I was, I really had, I mean, my intentions as I look back were to help people, um, but I was unknowingly working for the father of lies, Satan, and I was channeling uh, the devil's masquerading, the devil and his, his fallen angels masquerading as an angel of light. And so I would use Christian terms. In fact, a lot of people who were professing Christians came to my workshops and said, I'm here because you, you talk about Jesus, you talk about the Holy Spirit. You, you talk about Archangel Michael. So I had a lot of Catholics at my workshops because I thought Archangel Michael was someone you would pray to, which, of course, Revelation teaches us that we do not pray to created beings and angels are created. So I was wrong in that. Um, and then A Course in Miracles uses Christian terms, especially in the Blue Book version, the Course in Miracles Foundation version, the original did not use a lot of Christian terms like the um, homogenized version did, but it, it, it fools you. It makes you think that, Oh, this is safe, you know? And, and then you have Abraham Hicks. They've got a, a book called ask and it shall be given. And of course that's a twist on Jesus promising um, spiritual uh, understanding. If you ask, you know, Jesus isn't promising you a yacht and a mansion. If you ask, it's given that's completely twisting the Sermon on the Mount. And, um, and so a lot of people in the new age do that. And I think it's partially, you know, I knew Esther Hicks, so we toured and she was always very kind to me. And she, she helped me once when another famous psychic named Sylvia Brown was attacking me and Esther Hicks came to my rescue and I'll always be grateful to her for that. Cause Sylvia was, she was mean <laughs> anyway. Um, and so I just, I think that a lot of these new age teachers like me at that time really think they're helping people. Um, they're deluded. They're deceived. The, as second Corinthians says, the God with a little G of this world, the devil has blinded them and the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. 
So we as then if there's any new Christians who are watching, beware. Be in your word, read the Bible every day and get yourself some good commentaries. Um, get yourself into a good Bible believing, exegeting church. That means one that the pastor goes line by line and goes through the Bible and doesn't use his opinion. You don't want to go to a church with a woman pastor. Believe me, that's one big red flag. And if you wonder about that, write me on Instagram. I'll talk to you why or read First um, Timothy 2.12. And anyway, get into a big uh, Bible believing church. If you're a woman like me, uh, get into a woman's Bible study that teaches theology, not a woman's Bible study that is like a vacation Bible school. You know, you do, you do not want to be following any woman who's teaching you Beth Moore, uh, her work, or Pr Priscilla Shire, or any of those word of faith teachers who say that you can speak a word into existence. That's baloney. Uh, the only people who can speak words into existence are people who are selling tickets and books to learn how to speak words into existence. Those people are making a lot of money selling um, lies. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. 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 A Course in Miracles teaches us that people are actually living in this dreamlike state. Tell us about that, Doreen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this, you know, a lot of people in the New Age, David, are trauma survivors. And they've been abused, abandoned. Um, they feel bad about themselves. They've got, in psychological terms, low self-esteem. And so a lot of the new age methods really appeal to them, like the positive affirmations. It seems to lift you up, but it's like a sugar high. It's followed by a crash. It's very temporary. And that promise that you're going to get peace and answers, it's a hamster wheel. You never get peace or answers. And A Course in Miracles really feeds into the dissociation that happens naturally to trauma survivors. Dissociation is a psychological term where you dissociate from reality and you kind of go into, sometimes it's called your happy place. I called it the bubble world. You go into this fantasy world where there's no bad guys, there's no problems. Everyone's kind and peaceful. And you live in that place in your head and you refuse to, Think about anything negative to allow that into your head. So the dream world, of course, of miracles teaches is that all of this world, and this is very Gnostic, all of this world that we see here is a dream that we're having. So the physical things, the world itself is a, is a dream. And they teach, of course, panentheism, pantheism, the oneness with God, that we are in God, uh, we live in God, but it's not like the Bible talks is about abiding in Christ as a saved person. This is, this is more like hermetics and Gnosticism melded together. Hermetics says that we live inside of God's mind. And so God's thoughts are thoughts are our thoughts. That's ancient Egyptian spirituality. Now I prophet Isaiah has God saying, my thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm, I'm not you. In other words, I, you know, so that was part of God condemning the false prophets who said they were speaking on behalf of God, and they were not. And A Course in Miracles says that all of the, the problems in the world and the anger is just something we've made up and created. And that, and a big line from A Course in Miracles that I used to meditate on is, I will awaken from this dream. And so you, you, what happened to me was I was denying reality. I was not taking care of myself. A lot of the people I knew in A Course, they call it The Course, 
would ignore health problems. We'd ignore balancing our checkbook. Our relationships were all shambles. The uh, new age relationships are shorter than Hollywood relationships. You know, you kind of go through partners because you, you're searching for the positive person and you don't want to deal with day-to-day relationship issues ever. So it's this whole thing, the course of miracles is dangerous and it, it can ruin your life and send you to hell if you're not saved. I, I can't emphasize how much we have to stay away from it. What is the gospel according to A Course in Miracles and how does it deal with sin, Doreen? Well, this is another um, new age concept that there is no sin, that that's something that's a fabrication. In the new age, they say that's something that the, the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church came up with to control us, um, that Jesus really didn't die on the cross for our sins, that you know, some, some new agers will say, well, he did die on the cross, but it was the Romans. It was just political. And, and a lot of new agers follow this, this movie. And I hope no one will search it out. If I name it Zeitgeist movie that says that the crucifixion was uh, an appropriation of the Sumerian Babylonian and Egyptian myths of the sun God who was killed and resurrected. And that that's what I believed. And I really repent for that because that's blasphemous. Um, Our Lord Jesus there's a lot of evidence if you need physical proof. But if, if, you, if you would just read the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just read them with a prayerful heart, pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to you as you're reading the, the four Gospels. And you'll see that these four witnesses, um, Mark, of course, they say it's the Gospel of Peter, says so Peter speaking through John Mark recording this. Um, they they describe the same thing from different angles as you would expect with four different eyewitnesses that there would be a lot of similarities but not identical. It would only be identical if they're copying each other and they're not. So the the crucifixion, according to a course of miracles, was another illusion, and it didn't happen. Um, and 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 part of the reason is a course of miracles emphasizes the that guilt is the big problem of this world. Uh, the Course in Miracles says that this world has been driven crazy by guilt. And that feeds into people who've been in unsound churches who only heard, um, maybe because their ears were plugged or they're spiritually blind. All they heard was, you're a bad person in a church. You know, a legalistic church would be an example where they teach that you're saved by your works. Uh, Catholicism teaches that, of course. A sound biblical church will give you both the bad news and the good news. And we'll say, all of us are sinners. If we look at the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus is saying that if you have an angry thought, that's the same as murder. If you have a lustful thought, that's the same as adultery. And all of us have to admit, if we're honest, that we've we've dishonored our parents. Every one of us has told a lie. I know I sound like Ray Comfort now. You know, every one of us, even as a child, might have stole a candy. And so we've all broken God's commandments that are still for today. And the big one in the new age and a course of miracles is idolatry and breaking the first commandment. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Um, the, the idolatry of a course of miracles is putting yourself on the throne of your heart as your savior. And that is condemned and it's also illogical and does not lead to salvation. Yeah. Time's absolutely flown by Dorian. I'm so thankful for your time. 
if anyone watching right now is caught up in this and you could send them a personal message, what would you say to them? Honestly, I would say go get Warren B. Smith's book. Download it, read it as an ebook. So it's right there. And it's called The Light That Was Dark. And just read that because he, the gospel's in that book. Um, he he is he's just brilliant at comparing line by line what the Bible says compared to what a course said. After I finished that book, David, I literally got a big one of those big contractors trash bags because I I lived in a place where you couldn't do fire at the time or I would have burned them. And I had so many Course in Miracles books and concordances and you know all these extra books that were written about a Course in Miracles, and I put them all in that trash bag and threw them out and just done absolutely done. Um, it took me a while to get rid of the rest of the, the new age, but that was one of the first to go in my life. Well, we're going to make sure that we've got a link to that book in the description below, wherever you're, wherever you're listening or watching this interview. Doreen, I know that you're active on social media and you also got this really helpful YouTube channel. How can people find you on those? Oh, thank you. Yeah. People can write to me on Instagram, direct message. Um, just two two things, two parameters. One, be nice if you're disagreeing with me. I don't mind people disagreeing with me, but if but if you're hateful, I don't respond. I just I, anyway. And then second thing is to have patience with me because it's just me answering hundreds of letters. And if I don't respond, write again, and it'll pop up your letter to the top, and I will write you back. And um, and my YouTube channel is Doreen Virtue for F O R Jesus. Doreen Virtue for Jesus and. I do interviews and um, and testimonies um, and then things that I have learned as well myself. Excellent. Such a blessing, Doreen. I'm going to make sure that we've got the links to those in the description below as well. Before you go, Doreen, have you got any closing thoughts? Just Bible before breakfast, word before world. Um, I can't emphasize how important it is for all of us to read the Bible and not just the New Testament, but from the Old Testament forward to Revelation. It, it, it is exactly the truth that everyone's craving. It, is, it, it contains everything that we need to know, and it is reliable, sufficient, and it is absolutely without error. So get yourself a NASB or ESV copy of the Bible. You can get a free app online. You don't have to spend money on it even. And I also... Um, highly recommend listening to the Bible. My husband and I listen to a book of the Bible every night and that has reduced spiritual warfare more than anything else. Um, and so just read the Bible, listen to the Bible and uh, get yourself in the word and it will renew your mind. Yeah. Doreen, thank you so much for your time. Always love speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. 